0: Hello universe, welcome back for another episode of the Inventing the Future podcast, where our mission is to inspire and empower entrepreneurs to solve the world's biggest problems. I'm your host, Julian Alvarez, and today we are going to be talking about mindsets. Now, maybe wondering, why are we talking about mindsets? I thought this podcast was about entrepreneurship. Well, this podcast is about inspiring and empowering you to succeed as an entrepreneur. And I believe that your mindset is one of the greatest determinants of your success. In reality, your mindset determines most of your decisions and outcomes, because if you have a great mindset, anything really seems possible to you. And besides, a negative mindset has never gotten you a positive life. I think it's fair to say that we all want to be successful in both our personal and professional life, regardless of what success might mean to us. And the thing is that if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to get to where you want to go because most barriers in life are psychological, not technical. And so, my friends, if you want to become successful and gain mastery in the external world, you must first learn to master your internal world. I want to dive a little deeper into the importance of mindsets and how it is a determinant of your success before I talk about three main mindsets that we're going to go over. So on the topic of success, let me have you think about this. If I told you to think about a time that you failed, and asked you to tell me why you think you failed, you might tell me that, oh, well, I didn't have enough time, I didn't have enough money, I wasn't really experienced enough, or I didn't have the right technology, and so on and so forth. And I don't know if you noticed, but those things that I listed out, time, money, experience, technology, those are all resources but it's never really about the lack of resources. It's about the lack of resourcefulness. Resourcefulness is a defining factor of success. And human emotion is our greatest resource because it directly influences what decisions we take in our life. And the thing is that our emotions is something that we always have at our disposal. Just think about it. We have emotions such as Creativity, determination, love, curiosity, passion, euphoria. And the thing is that if we can get ourselves to feel the right emotion, we can get ourselves to do anything. Like, haven't you ever felt a time in your life where you just had so much happiness or so much energy that you felt like anything was possible? Well, this is what can happen. And I'll give you an example here. If you don't have enough money, But you are creative and determined, you will find a way to get that money. For example, you may be wondering, how do we produce these beautiful emotions? Well, how we feel in any moment depends on two primary decisions. The first is what we decide to focus on. Whatever we focus on, that's what we're going to feel because where focus goes, energy flows. And the second thing that determines how we feel in every moment is the meaning we decide to give to the things that happen in our life. So something happened in your life. Do you think that you're being rewarded? Or do you feel like you're being punished? Do You feel like you're suffering? Or do you feel like it's the most beautiful thing that has happened? It's not what happens that matters. It's the meaning that we give it that impacts how we feel and therefore respond. For example, You might spend so much time building your website and then you finally launch it and nothing happens, silence. And so your brain immediately asks itself, what does this mean? And you might either blame it on yourself and say, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, the website wasn't good enough, why did I even try? Or you might blame it on others and say, my team didn't help me, it was their fault, they're the ones that were in charge of getting a lot of people or the marketing team didn't do a good enough job, or you might see it as an opportunity. Hey, this may not have worked. We may not have people using our product right now, but maybe there's a part of the problem I don't understand. And maybe I should talk more with our users to try and understand and see if I'm missing something. Now, the same situation, it completely depends on how you see it. And the meaning that you give it, will determine how you feel and therefore respond. So to quickly summarize here, resourcefulness is the key to success, not resources. And emotions are our greatest resource because how we feel in any moment determines what decisions we make. And our life is ultimately a result of all of the decisions we make. If you think about it, where you are today and what you've done in your life is the aggregate of all of the decisions you have made. And how we feel in any moment depends on what we focus on and the meaning that we give to the things that happen in our life. And finally, this is where the mindset comes in. Our mindset, which is how we see the world, determines what meaning we give to things. So in many ways, if you dig deep enough, you'll realize that our mindset is the source of where we currently are in life and where we're going. So With that being said, I quickly want to go through three mindsets that I think are invaluable for your success, both in your professional life as an entrepreneur and also in your personal life. And the three I'll cover, there's so many I could go over and I'll probably do future episodes, but the three I'm going to go over, the first one is problems are opportunities mindset. The second is a purpose-driven mindset. And the third is a moonshot mindset. And I'll go over what those are. When I get to them. So the first one is problems are opportunities. What's the problem here? The problem is that a grand majority of people see problems as something negative, right? You see a problem and you want to get rid of it or you want to try and cover it up. You just don't want to deal with it and it's not fun, inconvenient, and, and stressful and painful. But I think the real problem is not that we have problems. The problem is that we see problems as problems, as weird as that sounds. But the truth is, we will always have problems. They're a natural part of life. And this means that if you see problems as something negative, you're always going to be needlessly suffering and you're gonna create a massive amount of unnecessary stress in your life. Now look, I know that problems aren't always fun, But the positive upside from the opportunities for growth and business that these problems create are far more rewarding than how inconvenient or painful a problem can be. And here's the key. Here's the core mindset of problems are opportunities. The mindset is that problems become gifts once you realize that they are opportunities in disguise. So don't let their appearance fool you. On the outside, problems may appear to be negative, menacing, stressful. But if you look behind the curtain, you'll actually realize, and I'm sure you maybe already know this, that the times in your life in which you've grown and learned the most are from solving problems and overcoming challenges. Like, really, problems are how we sculpt our souls. Problems create resistance and pushing against the resistance helps us exercise our growth. And here's another mindset that I really like. There's this quote that says, I don't have problems, I have puzzles. What if you didn't even see problems as problems and you saw them as puzzles instead? Or what if you just say, I don't have problems. I only have opportunities that are in front of me. That's all I ever see. And when you come to life from that perspective, you aren't as stressed or scared or frightened by seemingly negative things that are actually overwhelmingly positive if you learn how to take advantage of them. So with the problems mindset, how does this change? What do you get out of it? Well, the first thing is that with the problems mindset, you realize that the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest opportunities. The second thing with the problems are opportunities mindset is that you look at the world, not just for what it is, but for what it can be. You don't just look at things and how bad they are or how stressful or negative something is. You look at the potential in something because the opportunities exist in the potential for growth, for business, or for whatever it is. The third thing you get with this mindset is that where others see scarcity, you see abundance. You see the opportunities that exist. And the fourth and final one is that you start to make a list of problems you learn about when you have this mindset. So what have I been doing? I have a table that I created on Notion, which is a note-taking app that has a list of all the problems I come across. If I hear a problem with someone or I'm reading an article or a book and I learn about a problem, I immediately write it down and keep a log of all the problems I've encountered because I know that these problems are opportunities. And if I want to come up with a new idea or find problems that are relevant to my current startup, then those are opportunities for me to build a better product or to build something entirely new. So I would suggest you do the same, create a list of problems you come across, and keep your mind out for problems so that you can identify those opportunities. And here's another mindset I'm going to give you, which I think is invaluable. And it's the confidence to solve problems. So little story time, when I interned at LinkedIn as a software engineer, I had a discussion with this senior staff software engineer, which is the highest level position for a software engineer that you could get at LinkedIn. And I was really curious as to how he solved problems. I told him like, hey, when I have this coding problem, or I'm struggling, this is my approach. This is how I think about it and whatnot. And I told him that. And he's like, that's kind of complicated for me, it's very simple. I simply know from experience that there's actually a very small amount of problems in the world that are unsolvable. And just by knowing that, I know that there's a solution to this. No matter how hopeless or stressed or difficult the problem may seem, I know that it is solvable because the number of problems that are not solvable is close to zero. When I heard that, it just like, blew my mind and it immediately clicked. Because sometimes our inability to solve a problem completely comes from the hopelessness that we might feel in even trying to solve it in the first place. And if you've ever coded, and if you've had a bug or a problem in your code, you know that sometimes you feel like, how the hell am I going to solve this? There's no way. (laughs) There's no way I'm going to be able to solve this. But you find a way because there's almost always a way. And so That's an important confidence mindset. That's really important. So problems are the keys to opportunities. And really, in order to come up with great ideas, it's essential to start with problems. But it's also important to realize that problems aren't the only starting point to come up with ideas. I've realized and learned that problems can also come from insights that you might learn. And I learned this from Jeff Bezos. Because Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, came up with the idea for Amazon by coming across an insight that made him think and pivot to do something on the internet. So I'm going to read you a little excerpt from a video that he talked about and how he came up with Amazon. So it says, in the spring of 94, web usage was growing at 2300% a year. You have to keep in mind, human beings aren't good at understanding exponential growth. It's just not something we see in our everyday life. But things don't grow this fast outside of Petri dishes. It just doesn't happen. So when I saw this, I said, okay, what is a business plan that might make sense in the context of that growth? And it goes on, but that's the key. That's the question he asked himself when he came across that insight. What is a business plan that might make sense in the context of that growth? And eventually he stumbled upon books because he realized that there's over 3 million different books in the world in different languages. And he knew that with the internet, you could build something online that you just couldn't build in any other way because there's no way you could have all of those 3 million books in a physical location. So... In summary, Jeff started with a solution, which was the internet, and found that the internet could solve a problem, which was the huge catalog of books. So keep that in mind. It's not just problems. It's also insights and trends that could give you a direction, a guide of what direction you could go in. And I also keep a list of insights and trends, similar to the way I keep a list of problems. So in summary, with the problems are opportunities mindset, keep in mind that problems become gifts once you realize that they are opportunities in disguise. And as long as there are problems, there will be opportunities and there will always be problems, which means there will always be opportunities. And if you feel like you missed an opportunity, like investing in Bitcoin, for example, then don't worry about it. In the next year, there's going to be 10 times more opportunities because the world is just growing exponentially. There's all these exponential technologies and new companies and startups. All you have to do is learn more about the world, the technologies, the startups, and you'll expose yourself to way more opportunities than you ever had before. Okay, so that was the problems are opportunities mindset. The second mindset is the purpose-driven mindset. So what is a purpose-driven mindset? A purpose-driven mindset is one where your decisions and your focus are guided by your core purpose or the purpose of an organization. Purpose is about pursuing something outside yourself as opposed to pleasing yourself. And the importance of having a massively transformative purpose is that, one, a purpose-driven mindset is essential because we're purpose-driven beings. That's just who we are. Like we don't really respond to tips or advice or anything like that. We respond to reasons because we need reasons to be motivated to do something. The second reason a purpose is important is because a powerful enough why is capable of bearing any how. Really, most of the time when we try to do something or we have an idea, we think like, oh, how am I gonna do this? I don't know how to do this. And we don't even try and we give up. But the thing is that you must always start with why, right? This comes from Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. Look that up on YouTube. And he says that when you start with why, your how and your what just becomes so much clearer. And so if you get clarity on that why, on why you're doing the things that you do, you'll have the motivational fuel to actually figure out a way to get rid of any barrier that might stand in your way. The third reason for the importance of an MTB is that when we are serving others on a massive scale and that becomes your North Star, you'll have a powerful enough reason to take massive action, to push past fear, and to continue getting up after you've been repeatedly knocked down. We all want to be better and grow, but it is hard to become better and to grow just for the sake of wanting to grow. You really need something much more powerful than a desire for growth or a desire to want to make a dent in the universe. You need a reason to grow. You need a purpose that will fuel your growth so that you can actually make the impact that you so strongly desire. And when that purpose is in service of humanity, when that purpose extends far beyond yourself, it becomes so captivating That you have no choice but to grow and work to fulfill that purpose. And so, once you develop a purpose-driven mindset, you'll get several things. This is what it looks like once you have it. Five things I'll mention. The first is that you live a passion-driven life and you use your massively transformative purpose as the canvas upon which you plan and execute your future moonshot ideas. And I'll talk about moonshot ideas and the moonshot mindset, but they're basically 10x bigger ideas, huge, massive ideas that fuel your creativity and inspiration. And you know that purpose powered by emotion is the fuel required to implement your moonshot ideas. The second thing you get with a purpose-driven mindset is that you fully embrace your MTP, which is your massively transformative purpose, and are proud to share it with the world. As a leader, you use your MTP to attract top talent, partners, and investors. The third thing you get with a purpose driven mindset is that as an entrepreneur, you increasingly focus your capabilities and resources on creating solutions that transform whole markets and industries because you want to do something big and massive. And that's where your focus and your solutions are oriented. The fourth thing you get with this mindset is that you understand that the most profound truths our greatest motivators and the most powerful drivers of human emotion are buried beneath the surface and require digging. And the fifth and final thing you get with a purpose-driven mindset is that you operate with intentionality and the most frequent questions you ask yourselves and others is why. Why, 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 why? That's what you repeatedly are asking. You ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Why do I get up in the morning? Why do I enjoy doing this? Or why does someone else do this? The best way to get to know someone is to keep on asking them why. That really reveals who they are internally. And if you think about it, let me ask you this. What is the most common questions that kids ask? Why? And who are the people with the most insatiable curiosity? It's kids. So kids have the greatest curiosity. And what do they do? They're always asking why. Because asking why is the most powerful tool that they have for understanding the world. So what if you had that same insatiable curiosity for understanding yourself and others? What could you learn about yourself? Your goal should be to ask why so often that you become the why guy. Or the Y girl. And so let's be real here. Making a massive dent in the universe or solving the world's biggest problems requires a ton of work. It's not easy. Most of us already know that. And it comes with countless risks, setbacks, restarts, and falling over time and time again. While some people are lucky, most successful stories are full of a countless number of failures and being knocked down. So then the question becomes, how do you fuel that persistence, perseverance, and resilience that you need to become successful? Well, gaining clarity on your massively transformative purpose, on your MTP, and the emotional energy that powers it is perhaps the most impactful thing you can do to build that perseverance and that persistence and that resilience and that conviction and intentionality for everything that you do. I believe that a single person driven by their massively transformative purpose can change the world. So, let me ask you, what's your purpose? I'll give you an example. My personal, massively transformative purpose is to empower myself and others to discover and manifest their infinite potential. And by the way, this is a purpose that has evolved over time. It took me a lot of time to get to this, but At first, it was just to empower others to manifest their infinite potential because I really believe that people have a potential of such an extreme magnitude that most people are unaware of what they're truly capable of. And so it's not just about manifesting your potential, it's about discovering what potential you have within you in the first place. And then finally, I added the part of myself to empower myself and others to discover and manifest their infinite potential, because i realize realized that in order to fill up the cup of others, I first have to fill up my cup first. I realized that the more I grow, the more I have to give. And my ability to help others discover and manifest their infinite potential depends on myself doing the same thing. So this has evolved over time, and I'm sure yours will too. And let me give you context on how MTP applies not only to my life, but to my projects and my startup. Because your life has one purpose, but your other projects and companies and things that you do have another purpose. So this podcast, I've said it many times, the purpose of this podcast is to inspire and empower entrepreneurs to solve the world's biggest problems. And that's completely correlated and related to my personal MTP. And then for my startup, The MTP there is to help low skilled workers find a job that they love and to empower them to advance in their professional lives. And so this is about creating more opportunities for people that don't have the same opportunities that I or many other privileged people have had in their lives. And again, completely connected to my purpose. The key thing here is to realize that some of the most successful and happy people in the world have clarity on what their MTP is. And the most successful organizations have a powerful and captivating MTP as well. So it's for people and businesses. And I'll give you some quick examples from two people I really admire. The first is Peter Diamandis and his MTP is to inspire and guide entrepreneurs to create a hopeful, compelling, an abundant future for humanity. That's powerful. And then second is very simple. This one comes from Simon Sinek and his purpose is to inspire people to do the things that inspire them. It's so cool. I love it. And then of course we have companies. Google's MTP is to organize the world's information, which is just a massive task and to make it universally accessible and useful. And then LinkedIn's MTP is to create economic opportunity for the global workforce. Just realize how these MTPs are both broad and massive, but also somewhat specific in a specific domain or to a specific target audience. So those are some examples for you, but let me really drive this home. The objective of an MTP is perhaps best summed up by this quote. It says, find something you would die for and live for it. And this is really similar to one of my favorite quotes by Martin Luther King. He says that a man who does not have something for which he is willing to die for isn't fit to live. Just realize that Martin Luther King lived this truly because he fought so hard for what he believed and he ended up getting shot and killed because of it. But that made his life fulfilling and his legacy will echo throughout eternity because of what he did and what he stood for. And then finally, Simon Sinek has a great quote as well that says, commit yourself to a vision of the world that you'll never practically achieve, but you'll die trying. So really, I think that clarifies the value of an MTP. It's not something that's achievable. It's something aspirational. It gives you like a North Star. You'll never get to the North Star but it gives you a direction to go in and you'll grow so much along that journey. So with that, let me ask you this. Are you living a life of purpose? What would you change in your personal or work life if you had a purpose-driven mindset? Well, one of the first steps to developing a purpose-driven mindset is to create your own MTP. So I'll quickly give you a guideline to do that. First, here are four attributes of an effective MTP. One, it's uniquely yours. Two, it feels true to you and you're proud of it. And three, it's driven by emotional energy of wonder, awe, excitement, pain, and that fuels your drive to pursue big dreams. And the fourth attribute is that you are willing to commit your life to it. And finally, here are some questions that might help you explore what your purpose is. The first is, if I gave you a billion dollars to change the world, what would you do with it? And why? The why is always important. Always got in the habit of asking why. The second is, what area has given you the greatest excitement and wonder? What industry? What technologies? And why? The third is, what is an injustice you've experienced that needs to be solved? Why do you want to solve it? If you can make this personal, if your MTP is personal to something you've experienced, it's even more powerful. And that's what makes it uniquely yours as well. The fourth is, what do I want my legacy to be? And why? And finally, the fifth question is to go back to when you were a kid and think about what inspired you. What did you dream about? And what did you want to do as a kid before the world told you? No. All right. That is the purpose driven mindset. Very important. And finally, the third one that I'll go over is the moonshot mindset. So. What is a moonshot mindset? A moonshot mindset is aiming for a 10x exponential improvement instead of a 10% incremental improvement. And having a moonshot mindset means applying 10x thinking to all of your efforts and challenges. So the key question here is, how can you go 10x bigger, better, faster, or cheaper? There's many different parameters here, right? It could just simply be like, how can you be 10x cheaper? Get yourself to think on that dimension and you'll be surprised what you come up with. It's important to realize that most companies ask questions such as how do we reduce costs by 10% or how can we increase profits by 10%? And the thing is, if you pursue 10X growth while most companies are pursuing incremental change, you'll come out on top. So why would you aim for 10X growth instead of 10% incremental growth? I'll give you five reasons. The first is that when you try to do 10% better, you're putting yourself in direct competition with everyone else in your industry. And it's a competition that you're likely to lose. The second is that if you come into a competitive market with a new solution that is 10%, 50%, or even two times better, your competitors' users or customers are not going to be very willing to jump ship the switching costs of going from one platform to another is often very high. And so it has to be way better for people to give up the comfort of what they know to experiment and try something new. The third reason you should aim for 10x growth is because when you shoot for a 10x improvement and try to do something radically hard, you approach the problem you're solving in a completely different way. And problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So you really have to get yourself in a different mindset. The fourth reason for 10x growth is because 10x improvements versus 10% incremental improvements are 100 times more worth it, and it's never 100 times harder. So the returns are much greater. And the fifth and final reason is that if you don't pursue 10x improvements, eventually a competitor will and you'll go out of business. I mean, in our world, change is the only constant and the rate of change is increasing. And that means that even if you are one of the best companies in your industry, you must either disrupt yourself or someone else eventually will. So disrupt or be disrupted. Now, you get many benefits apart from what I mentioned with a moonshot mindset. But this is what happens when you adopt this mindset. The first is that you understand that the day before something is a breakthrough, it's a crazy idea. And your moonshot mindset gives you permission to tackle crazy ideas. So don't try to think like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous. It's not going to work. No, think as big as you can. And the crazy ideas might actually be the breakthroughs. The second is that you are willing to aim at a billion person challenge. And you recognize that the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest opportunities. This is the core of the moonshot mindset. And it's also really important to realize how these mindsets work together, right? The world's biggest problems are the world's biggest opportunities. That came from the problems or opportunities mindset, but it also directly applies to the moonshot mindset Because if you see problems as opportunities, and now you realize that the biggest problems are the biggest opportunities, well, that then helps you with this moonshot mindset to think of crazy next level ideas. All right. And the final thing you'll get with a moonshot mindset is that as a leader, you know that moonshots focus and motivate your team and help you attract the best talent in the world. And here's the key thing. Bold ideas attract bold people. And those bold people are what's often needed to make those bold ideas come to life. Let me give you a quick example. If I was to tell you that a car has to run on 50 miles per gallon, then fine, you can retool your car a little bit and get it to 50 miles per gallon. But if I tell you that it has to run on a gallon of gas for 500 miles, You have to start over. You can't make an incremental improvement. You have to completely rethink about how you're doing things. That's the benefit. And I'll give you another set of examples. So Uber, for example, made transportation 10 times better than taxis. Airbnb made a travel experience that was 10 times better. Spotify made a solution that was so good that it was better than free pirated music. That is the power of a 10x better solution. And the beauty about accomplishing a seemingly impossible moonshot is that it makes all of humanity question, what couldn't we do? It opens up new horizons of possibility. So you might be wondering, how do you apply 10x thinking? And there's two simple steps. The first is to find a problem you're really passionate about or a problem that already exists in your business. And you can find problems from different sources, like the UN has a list of global issues, for example. You can Google for different problems in countries or related to certain topics like entrepreneurship. This podcast, one of the main goals is to highlight problems around the world. So you have different sources. And the second step in applying 10x thinking is to just engage your creativity to think through how you can solve that problem. And the mindset here is that creativity is your superpower, because the mind is infinite in its ability to imagine. There really are no bounds. And especially in today's age, where we have technology that's faster, we have exponential technologies like AI, machine learning, VR, and whatnot. There's problems that we can solve today that we just couldn't solve before. So there's not as many constraints and your creativity really should be unbounded because of this. Now, I'll give you some quick practical tips on how you could be more creative and apply 10x thinking. So the first is that creativity is a muscle. You either use it or you lose it. And if you think you're not a creative person, that's probably because you almost never exercise your creativity muscle. You want to become big you got to go to the gym, you got to exercise your muscles, if you want to be creative, you got to exercise your creativity muscle, you either use it or lose it. The second tip for being creative is to suspend judgment. I would really recommend that if you are brainstorming ideas with others, separate the idea generation phase from the prioritization phase. Because if you try to bring in constraints and parameters into the creativity phase. Like, for example, you might say immediately like, oh, we've already tried that. It's too hard. We don't have time. We don't have money and whatnot. Well, the problem with that is that even though it might be true, it's going to inhibit the creativity of other people. And this will disrupt your creative flow. And the problem with this is that someone's first idea may not be a good one, But their third or seventh idea might be genius. But if you interrupt this creative flow, you're not going to create the safe space for those ideas to naturally come up. All right, the third tip is don't try to come up with a great idea. That's not the goal here. The goal is to come up with as many ideas as possible. And a byproduct of that goal is that you will generate great ideas in the process. All right, fourth, is to celebrate failure. Don't be upset if you don't come up with great ideas. Exercising your creativity muscle on a daily basis is what will eventually help you land incredible ideas. But feeling down or feeling like you failed is not going to help you in maintaining that creative flow. The fifth tip is that you're not supposed to just come up with a moonshot idea once and then be done you should make a consistent habit out of generating new ideas. So if you're in a team, you should have a consistent meeting where you specifically discuss ideas related to whatever your biggest challenges or problems are. The sixth tip is that it is hard to look at your current product and to try and think about how to make it 10X better. So a 10X improvement often requires an entirely different solution which is why you have to go back to the core problem and think about better ways to approach it. Because if you get focused and fixated on a solution, you'll fall into the trap of thinking about incremental improvements. And the seventh tip is that brainstorming with other people is a way to generate some of the best ideas because some of the best ideas happen as a result of more than one mind coming together. And one of the core pillars of generating good ideas is who is in the room. And in this case, one plus one does not equal two. The synergetic creativity of multiple minds is far superior than an individual mind. So as an entrepreneur, all you have to do is look at the world not for what it is, but rather for what it can be, because we can create any future we want if we can imagine it. I'll ask you, what ideas would you come up with if you had a moonshot mindset? And how would your business be different? Our world is shaped by a few people with crazy ideas fueled by their massively transformative purpose. Will you be one of them? All right, to close here, the core message is that your mindset is one of the greatest determinants of your success. And we saw that with the three mindsets. With problems are opportunities, we learn that problems become gifts once you realize that they are opportunities in disguise. And we learned that the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest opportunities. With the purpose-driven mindset, we realize that a single purpose driven by their MTP can change the world because a powerful enough why is capable of bearing any how. And with the third and final mindset, the moonshot mindset, we realized that in a world where the only constant is change, you must either disrupt or you will eventually be disruptive. And you will have a much higher chance of success if you aim for 10x improvements because most companies around the world are only aiming for 10% incremental improvements. So when going into a new situation, ask yourself, what mindset should I go into this with? That is what I have for you today. To sign off here, I want to mention a few final things. So I've launched a new Slack community for this podcast And this is mainly so that we can keep the conversation going. So we'll have discussions on content from episodes, what problems entrepreneurs are facing, what mindsets, for example, do you implement in your life? I think it's great to have a community where we can engage and take the conversation further. And I'll also share entrepreneurship related topics here. And also, I'll invite you to subscribe to my newsletter if you haven't already to receive updates on new episodes paired with insights, resources, and quotes that are designed to help you live a healthier, fulfilling, successful, and more productive life. I'll include all of these things in the show notes as well as relevant resources from this episode. And so, my friends, with that, I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen and have a wonderful day.